Gracious and holy God, with joy and thanksgiving, we come before you in the majesty and wonderfulness of this music in which we hear, in which speaks to our hearts, in which moves our spirits. Lord, we come before you in this hour of worship, celebrating, recognizing, praising you for what we have, for where we are, for where we're headed. Lord, thank you for the glory of the community that you invite us to be a part of and the neighborhood that you call us to go into. Lord, we come before you on this dedication day, this day of commitment, recognizing that begins with a commitment to you. So, Lord, we commit our lives once again to you, and we commit your word, Lord, that speaks to us in its living way today. Set me aside, Lord. May it be your voice that's heard this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Did you hear about the aerial stunt that was performed a few weeks ago between two pilots who are also skydivers that plan to switch planes in mid-air. Luke Atkins and Andy Farrington were flying specially modified Cessna 182s. They flew these planes to 14,000 feet till they were parallel together in a controlled nosedive exited their planes and attempted to enter the other person's plane, all while going 120 miles an hour. Needless to say, the experiment didn't work. <laughs> One man parachuted down to the ground of the desert where his plane had already crashed, and the other man, in some amazing way, re-entered his plane and was able to land it safely. I just heard this week, too, of another one of those dramatic rescues of a man in the back of his yard who saw a woman with the flooded ditch that was going by his house in the ditch, and he ran until he could catch her, jumped in, and just before going through a culvert, saved her life. And this man could not swim. It reminded me of the floods in Waverly. Do you remember those back in August of this community that nothing was happening and all of a sudden as the rains poured in and the water began to rise at a great rate. There's a man who was teaching his wife, or excuse me, his fiance to fly a helicopter in Nashville. And he received a call from a mother who was worried about her son. She lived in Pennsylvania. Could you rescue my son in this flash flood in Waverly? So they flew 60 miles assessed the situation which was very risky with the hills and the wires but they were able to save 17 people here's what he said he was proud of that but he's the one who should be thanking them the man said i literally prayed just days before that god would give me some meaning in life and i ended up getting this call well most of us will probably not participate in such tv spectacles or be faced with these dramatic, newsworthy rescues. But each of us, as we think in our own life and back in our life, probably find ourselves having to risk more often than we like. We're familiar with the saying, no risk, no reward. I don't want to focus so much on the reward today, but with the fact that with risk comes trust, and with trust comes faith. 
Today, in this season of graduation celebrations, many have had to take risks in order to complete their education. Mark and Angel Chernoff quotes what one of their grandmothers wrote in their yearbook. She said, the best thing you can do from this day forward is to follow your intuition. Take risks, she said. Don't just make the safe and easy choices because you're afraid of what could happen. If you do, very little worth remembering will ever happen. Helen Keller said about playing it safe, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do children as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is not safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. To keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of faith is strength undefeatable. Over 50 years ago, a group gathered in this neighborhood to begin the Emmanuel Church. Over 10 years ago, a group gathered to say, what's the vision for this church and where are we headed and what is that going to look like in 10, 15 years? Four years ago, the church council of this church met and decided it's time to act on that vision. And three years ago, many of you made a commitment, a commitment to make that vision a reality, that the mission and ministry of this church was important enough to take a step of faith. This is risky. To look out ahead of where we are today and commit ourselves to an idea, a plan, a vision for ministry. Today we see the fruits of that labor. The results of the trust that puts faith into action. God has always called upon his people to take risks for his kingdom. And Emmanuel... You're no exception. Today's scripture is a familiar one. Each steward or slave, as the scripture says, is given a certain number of talents. How do they choose to invest them? And what do they receive in return? I hope you'll join me as we read our scripture lesson together. Those online, I remind you to get your Bibles for those presents. Your Bibles, your devices, or the little red Bibles in the pews before you. Let us share together in our scripture from the Gospel of Matthew, the first chapter, excuse me, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 27. Let us turn to God's word together. Beginning at verse 14. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received five talents 
came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I've made two more talents. And the master responded to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went, and I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I do not scatter. Though, excuse me, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would receive what was my own with interest. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's risky to jump out of an airplane. It's risky to perform on stage. It's risky to speak in public. What about taking a new job, committing to marriage, moving away to school? Chuck Palahniuk once said, the only way to true happiness in life is to risk being completely cut open. Anybody who is capable of living and loving is bound to get hurt at some point. But that's a risk that is well worth the reward. The result is a life filled with honesty, love, and purpose. It often requires risk to do something beautiful. It was risky for us as a church to build during COVID. But thanks to leadership, on August 30th, 2020, that's what started. And here we are almost 20 months later with just a few details left. To go. It's risky and stressful to move worship out of a church sanctuary for several months. But here we stand today with our last worship in the sanctuary before the HVAC renovation starts. Where would we be meeting if we didn't have the fellowship hall? What would worship be like? It's scary to think about engaging our neighborhood in a greater capacity through the community room. We've already had several meetings, elections for two precincts, AA groups that are meeting, in addition to these two weekly groups, we've had a group request and we've granted the use of six days a week in the morning for the needs that people of the community have. Today, the food pantry will be, will be serving at noon from the community room. For Emmanuel to be a growing and vital community where lives from young to old continue to be equipped and transformed, we made an investment. And today, we seek to complete that investment 
and provide reliable facilities for the church and the kindergarten. The servants who doubled their money, who doubled the money of their master gave, actually took a risk. We don't know how they invested it. Maybe they bought seeds and planted a crop, but what if it didn't rain? What if they lost the crop? They'd have nothing to give in return. Maybe they bought some clothes and had them sewn into clothing. Maybe they dyed animal skins and the clothing that they were selling was no longer in style. It takes a risk to do something beautiful. It takes a risk to see a vision before us and act upon it. We see that vision and we don't want to be limited by an anticipated obligation that restricts our resources to the vision and ministry that is already actively taking place in and around this community. Where would you be today if you had not taken some risk? Where would you be today if someone around you had not taken a risk for you? Where would Emmanuel be today if some people had not taken a risk many years ago? It's a challenge. And we know that there will be sacrifices ahead. But it requires each, each one of us willing to take a risk to live fully to make the kingdom of God a reality. Just think, where would we be if we waited till COVID was over to begin the building project? We couldn't afford it, for one. There's no telling what compromises we'd have to make, if we could even get the materials, or how long it would take to build it. But look where we are as a church. Now, just in time, as people are wanting to gather together in community, we are prepared to strengthen such community here at Emmanuel and in our neighborhood. Mary Kay Ash, you know who Mary Kay is or was, founder of the Mary Kay Company, once remarked, most of us die with our music unplayed. We should step out of our comfort zones and do what we don't think we're capable of doing. That's what Emmanuel is doing. We're stepping out of our comfort zones. Comfort zones, HVAC renovation, get that? So, go on. <laughs> now you get it, all right. And we're doing what we may think we are not capable of doing. And on our own church, we're not. For us to strengthen community, we must connect to where God is already working and having faith. The trust that God will honor that. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why the steward who buried his money was so harshly treated in the parable? It wasn't that he lost the money. It wasn't that he spent it unwisely or squandered it. He, he didn't do any of that. He returned every penny. You would almost think that if the master got his money back, he'd be happy enough. The steward was careful. He didn't lose a cent. It was not that the steward or slave squandered what was given to him. It was that he squandered the opportunity to experience the fullness, the growth, and the celebration that came in this opportunity he was given. Emmanuel, don't miss out on this opportunity. 
Don't miss out on this opportunity that we are given to participate and share in what God is doing around us in and through Emmanuel. This last steward in the parable did not take a risk and he lost nothing. But guess what he gained? Nothing as well. I admit, driving in Memphis is scary. Right? Having children drive in Memphis is scarier. And you're doing phenomenal. <laughs> but what would it be like if we never let our children drive? What would happen? Where would that ever get them? I've been told if your children learns to drive in Memphis, and it doesn't matter where they go, they'll be fine. <laughs> Unless they move to Atlanta, but that's another story too. There's a 13th century abbey in France called Our Lady of the Risk. It's named after Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was told that she would give birth out of wedlock in a society that would most likely shun her at best and might even stun her. But she accepted with joy in her heart the challenging privilege. She was told that she would give birth to a special child of God, she opened herself to get involved with what God was doing. Her decision was wonderful and glorious, but not without tremendous risk. So it is the same way when God puts something on our hearts and prepares us for a moment such as today. We may have to take a risk and step out on faith, but that's life with God. A glorious and sometimes scary adventure, usually filled with lots of prayer. Our church, Emmanuel, has an opportunity to join this new thing that God is doing around us. We have an opportunity to reach out in a whole new way and become the church that is described in our vision statement. To be a growing and vital community where Christ is transforming lives, we have an opportunity to solidify a viable place for our children to gather today and tomorrow. It takes risk to do something beautiful. It takes risk and vision to move towards that vision. And it takes a step of faith with trust and lots of prayer to get involved with what God is already doing. Well done, good and trustworthy congregation. You have been faithful in a few things. God has now put us in charge of many things, many opportunities. Let us see them to fruition, that we and our neighbors and many whom we have never met may enter into the joy of our Master. I believe it is a risk that is worth it. So I invite you to invest in the future of Emmanuel and the community around us. Or we can do nothing. And nothing is what we'll get in return. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you have blessed us to be your people.
to be your community, not for our benefit, so that we might be a benefit of those who live with us and around us. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to see beyond our own needs. Help us to see of the possibilities and the potential. Help us to see where you're moving and active and working and calling us to join. Help us to see, Lord, that what you're building is really your kingdom. And you invite us along for the ride. Knowing that there might be risk out there, Lord, but knowing that it's through those risks and sacrifice the blessing is reaped by so many. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have. In your name we pray. Amen.